welcome to Midnight Mon Pod, the Monster Apocalypse podcast after hours. My name is Garrett, and I'm your host on this trip into the miniatures game Monster Apocalypse. Tonight, we're doing something a little bit different from previous episodes in that I have an entire cast with me. Say hello, everybody. Hello. Hello, everybody. Hi. Hello. So much for doing that in order, guys. <laughs> no, I was looking for a mishmash. That's fine. So joining me tonight, we've got Jeremy. Hello. We got Chaos. Hello, everybody. Relocked. Hi. New guest, Salomar. I, I'm not sure why I'm here, but hi. <laughs> Tacactus. Hello. And new guest, Twisted Blood. Hello. All right, so four out of six of y'all have been here before. Multiple times, yes. You can't prove that. It's number two. Pretty sure we can prove that. It's the internet. We can prove whatever we want with photo manipulation. Deep fake. Deep fake. Do we get a fun jacket when we've made it five times like SNL? I'm thinking I might put stickers out or something, but we'll figure that out in the future. Oh, man, I'm real close. This is my third appearance. Oh, sticker. Arguably, this is Jeremy's third time and Jeff's third time as well. So yeah, if you count that quote unquote episode, it exists. It's counted on Spotify. Okay, but I had to talk for like 45 minutes. They had to talk for like 30 seconds. Yeah, no, that's fair. So tonight we're going to be using this roundtable discussion to recap the shifts in the meta through 2020. 2020 has been a whack year. Everything has been thrown into disarray across the globe. But through the magic of the internet, we've managed to keep playing Monster Apocalypse. Yeah, TTS has been a godsend this year. Yeah, it's absolutely let a lot of us keep in touch. It's more, I feel like it's made the game grow rather than shrink, which most games cannot say. It's certainly made the Discord community grow. Shout out to Berserk Games uh, for just kind of single-handedly making 2020 work for Monpok. And Frothy. And Frothy for keeping up on everything. Yeah. And Boxy for running it, too, so. But do we really want to thank Boxy? Yeah, no. we don't thank Boxy here. Oh, Give Nick okay. zero credit. <laughs> we only thank him when he's actually around. Oh, okay. Sorry, I didn't know the rule. Yeah, we'll, we'll thank him once we get pairings. pairings. Yeah, we like to thank the good TO here, which is to cactus. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's TO. The 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 most the most engaged and caring TO that we've ever had. I don't think anyone can dispute that. <laughs> Slight tangent, just before popping in here, we got to watch Marin pull a roller play turn one. Oh, really? I'm looking forward to my game tomorrow. So. Yeah, it looked wild. I came in right after it. All right, so moving into going through the meta. When we started January of 2020, the last release was end of December when Tharsis 5, the Reapers... Teradax, and the Bellowers dropped. This is also when the first of the TTS tournaments started on the Discord channel. Yeah, looking at those lists is wild by comparison to like the current lists. Yeah, my list then, compared to my list now, is completely different. I don't think anyone in this chat was actually playing in that event, were they? No, I didn't come in until TTS 3. I didn't have a computer to run it until TTS 2. Yeah, I think 3 was my first one as well. I do not remember which one I started in. I think you were three as well, because I started in two, but that was picking up a drop list, and I started a little yeah, bit Yeah, I think you you're correct. So, looking at that 
the only thing that came into being already at that point in the game that is still in my list or that made it into my list at that point. Bellowers made it into my list by TTS 3, but that was a shift from where I existed. None of us were actually playing in TTS 1, so I guess it's not really a good uh, benchmark of where the meta was at. I, I would say the only thing in these releases that really doesn't see play anymore are Harvesters. Yeah, they they just got phased out by better options as the year yeah. went on. But, like, Bellowers still get see a ton of play. Pterodactics are still right. in most lists, I would say. I have yeah. They're starting to get phased out a little bit, too, but for now, they're still seeing play. Almost all Protector lists have at least a couple Bellowers. Yeah. And then Tharsis and Reapers, obviously. Yeah. I'm and not Paradox. sure if I would say the Harvesters got phased out for better options. It's just no one does the Abduct plays anymore. That's kind of their whole shtick. Well... We got something that was Defense 2 to Abduct, that we really didn't need Abduction Matrix anymore. That is true. Yeah, I think that was the big the big shift, is just the Berserker getting released, like, made the Abduct on the UFO good enough. Yeah. Alright, so, as we moved out of the end of January into February here, the next set of releases was Zixorax, Incinerus, the Moloch Unit Pack, and the Triton Unit Pack. God, what a month this was. That was yeah, the yeah. month of the year. Oh, yeah. I have, actually, I think that is 100% correct. Holy crap. And the sad part is, is I slept on Incinerus so long because I was so scared of his 8 health. Everyone did. I mean, I still haven't like tried playing with him yet, but the 8 health combined with playing Nova means that they're kind of looking for that same slot in my mind. Yeah, I would not say Incinerous Nova is a very good pair. No. <laughs> I would I, agree. I have completely slept on him. At the same time, though, I don't think I would say that Incinerous has 8 health. I mean, he does, but he doesn't. First yeah, blush, he has no way to do 3 damage to him most of the time. Right. Uh, I think that uh, that was the prevailing opinion, was the 8 health thing. Because, like, I got into a lot of arguments about him uh, kind of prior to TTS 3. Uh, where people were like, no, he's trash. And I was like, no, no, he's really good. Like, Penetrator on all your attacks is legit. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, I think I pretty much nailed that Zix would be good uh, right from the beginning. I just don't play Destroyers, so it never really affected me. But Yeah, I haven't played a lot of... He always looked great. But I have enjoyed him. I have played a lot of Galamaxis, and they play very similar. So I know I would enjoy him. Yeah, Zizorex is a very vanilla Destroyer monster. It's pretty obvious to look at him. That he, like, that's the toolkit. You don't have to worry about red dice. I mean, he is definitely kind of uh, meat and potatoes. Nothing particularly fancy about him, but by the same token, he's really, really fun. I mean, he's the same, like, he is the the archetypical destroyer monster in, like, the same way that the, like, nine defense on both sides, ten health, fast guy, is the kind of the default protector monster. Like, eight defense, eleven HP, get some extra reds, likes to rampage. Like, that's kind of the most common destroyer archetype. Alright, so they were released at the end of January. Yeah, before we move on, we really should talk about the units, too, because... Yeah, yeah, that was an important unit game. The steel shields coming out were... That was a game-changer. That was also... Both the Berserkers we were just talking about. Yeah, the Berserker came out, too. The yeah, first Berserker. Revolutionized yeah. their respective agendas. Yo. Yeah. 
and every piece well i mean i'm still running the tech brute uh but like all all the pieces of these uh packs are relevant minus the elites as about to say except for the elites elites yeah. just aren't relevant i haven't really run much of the tech brute but i don't dislike it i mean tech brutes are basically the same kind of idea of running like a uh tech shinobi as as a point securer right because they got cloak or whatever yep they're a little bit different just because of the shadow gate existing right so like just protectors have always had that tech piece where all of their their triple secure like their or sorry their double secure has access to cloak the the brute gives that to the destroyer game where you just like put him as the farthest forward unit so that monsters have to get much closer to try to disrupt that secure early on gotcha yeah relocked i'm trying to remember we um I think we had Zix or Zax for that event? For uh, our physical event? Yeah. Uh, Zix and Incinerus were both legal for yeah. that event, and those were in the list that uh, you and I were playtesting. Yeah. Speaking of physical events that happened shortly after Zix or Ax and Incinerus were released, the biggest event that happened in 2020 in the physical world was Captain Con 2020 in the early stages of February. Now, if I recall correctly, Jeff, you placed in top three at Captain Con. I did. Uh, Mike Ireland beat me in the finals and bulked me down to third in standings. But the thing about Captain Con is I think this was the turning point where people really started to realize the power of Tharsis. Because, like, he he didn't make a huge splash on release. Like, people thought he was fun and cool, but it wasn't, like... a, a large amount of being impressed with him. Uh, Captain Con being the largest in-person event I think that Monpok has ever had, and the top three all being Tharsis lists, I wow. think opened a lot of eyes to how good he really was. Yeah, that'll do it. <laughs> that certainly pricks up the PowerPoints there. <laughs> uh, it yeah. should also be noted that Captain Con was playing with uh, the flipping tiles for Ignite, which yes. the rest of the year uh, wasn't. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. This this was also the first like major event after the ignite change, uh, and I thought it, it was before. No, we no. It was it was right after because we specifically kept a running tally across. <clears throat> excuse me. We specifically kept a running tally across all all matches uh, to see how often it happened, and it happened like on average two or three times a game. Uh so. Ignite had changed with Incinerus, which came out like two weeks before Captain Con. And the clarification on how we played with Ignite for most of the rest of the year with the tiles not being flippable uh, to deal an extra point of damage, that uh, ruling came down like the Wednesday before Captain Con started on the Friday. So it was yep. like two days. So it was played with the the old understanding. Okay. Which was, I can hit you two times with the same tile in one turn. Uh, right. Multiple times, as many times as you can turn off and back on, essentially. Two, because you can't statue yeah. a third time. Uh, no, but Incinerus could have fire-stepped a bunch. Oh, geez, that's... Yeah. You just need to be able to extinguish. Yeah, we had that talk. If you really turn it up to uh, turn it up to 11 between Kraken and Incinerus, without making any attacks, you can deal like four damage on one turn, just with fire-step and waterlog. Well, waterlog requires an advance, which means... Right. Tech shift as well. Terra and actually, uh, okay, yes, four times would require two Mount Terras and a Statue of Liberty secured, 
Yeah, no, wow. it's goofy as hell. It's just no, nothing. You can go up to five that way, because you're also forgetting about a stomp. Oh, jeez. So, moving on. <laughs> yeah. Stomp with both of them. Yeah. Yeah, you can really, like, push it to some silly points. It just comes down to your dice at that point. Like, how <laughs> many action dice you actually have. Yeah, I think I went through it with, you know, running actual dice, and the best I could do is four or five. I forget which. That's ridiculous. Um, but still, without rolling an actual attack, that's kind of cool. <laughs> it's goofy as hell, but... Yeah, it's pretty sweet. Super safe. Five damage. It's a double throw, right? Right. Yeah, yeah, it is. So not worthwhile. <laughs> so Captain Con 2020 was the rise of the Tharsis clan. And a couple weeks later, we got the next release. Because through 2020, up until about March, mid-spring or so, Privateer Press was hitting us constantly with releases. Last Friday of every month, like clockwork. So after Captain Con, we got Mecha Maxim and the U-Tanks alongside Zora Magna and the C-Types. I love that so much. And Mecha then Mac- found out how oh. bad she was. <laughs> Aesthetically, this was a very pleasing release set for me. Oh yeah, yeah, they both look great. Unfortunately, only one of them's good. Mecha Maxim is amazing. I uh, loved running him. That we got the best unit in the game. The birth of the legend himself. The AA8. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the AA8. Oh, that's yep. right. That was the U-Tank pack. I honestly forget what the specialist is in that pack, like, most of the time. I don't, just because you can... Yeah, I don't, because you can process of elimination to figure it out. That requires me to remember that the uh, AA bot actually exists, and well, that's <laughs> a challenge in itself. The trick is that the AA ape's base is uh, used to eliminate the elite from your U-Tanks. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, I'd say that's fair. <laughs> I remember when we thought like the AA was actually going to be okay, so he was going to have uh, SWAT, but you'd be able to like SWAT crawlers, and then we got his stats. <laughs> yeah, there was a lot of speculation for more fling tech. I wasn't part of the Discord till March, so I missed all that speculation. That's fair. We were staring at like, oh, it might be worthwhile taking like an AA or two because then you'll be able to have him be that space away and be able to actually swap the crawlers so you can get it out of the way and not lose all your units in the process. Yeah, that would have been nice. But alas. Yeah, right. <laughs> then, then he hit, and uh, yeah. And the meme began. We saw his stats. That was enough. I, I think we can honestly say that is the lowest unit in the game. Oh, by leaps and bounds. Nothing comes close to how bad he is. Ah, scrapper, Yay. man. No, because scrappers scrappers can attack twice. They have two boosts. Like the only thing killing scrappers is that they're cost two for a one defense unit. Yeah, that's probably fair. I guess protectors really don't have anything as bad as the uh, the AA. Only thing on protectors that get crapped on quite as much are scrappers and warders. Oh, oh warder! But even the warder is still a four defense hunker model. Don't get me wrong. It's no exo armor. It also costs two. Exo armors cost one. Do warders actually have hunker? They sure yes, do. They yeah, do. they do. Wow, it's the first time I've looked at that card since its release. <laughs> That's understandable. But we can talk about him more when we get to. Uh... I I do want to point out that 
the protectors did get a very good unit out of that c-type pack in the shadow rider yes the shadow, shadow riders, riders are absolutely riders fantastic super sick I, I would also like to point out that the scavenger even though he's a two cost really isn't that bad we do the same thing for hellion oh uh, no yeah. no a hellion and a scrapper do are not even playing in the same like ballpark they're not even playing the same game like a hellion does stuff a scrapper does not yeah, but the uh, two for a one defense model is one of those like, no, no, we pay that happily all the time. We're only a month away, so we can really dial in on scrappers Yeah, in a minute. You know, spoiler alert for what comes next. Yeah, so uh, before I mention the, the next stuff, the end of February into March is kind of where COVID restrictions started hitting here in 2020. We didn't have any more big physical events after Captain Con. Yeah, we had our local crush hour in like early March, but our our restrictions were a little different. Yeah, projections were looking really good going into 2020. Everything was coming out strong, community was growing, and then COVID. So everything that we list from this point on as far as the meta growing is referencing tabletop simulator tournament events because that's all that could be run. Nope. That's true. And at this point, my meta had mostly died anyway, so the only Monpod games I were getting was virtual anyway. Oh, we were just starting to build ours. It was really sad what had happened. Somebody ran an in-person event in, like, August, didn't they? No idea. Nobody that I'm aware of. Yeah, I have vague memories of someone posting about it, but I don't remember who. I don't know if yeah, it was an event. I think it was just it was four people, I think, just playing games. Could be. There are people who have played with their models in the past nine months, but nothing in terms of organized events. Yeah. Right. So beginning of March is when Tabletop Simulator Tournament number two started. This means that everything up through uh, Mecha Max and Zor Magna releases was legal for that event. Uh, yep. What's noteworthy about TTS2? That's the one that you almost won, Garrett, right? Yes. Tabletop Simulator Tournament 2 is the one where I took my list basically from January, fixed up the uh, building list, and took it to the finals against Gearbox and made some a couple bad moves playing into Armadax with Kraken. That's the event I qualified in. Also, the first time I played Destroyers. That was that was that was you getting the taste. Yeah, of the winning team. Yeah, getting the taste for Mecha Maxim too. It's a bunch of firsts there. Also, when I started this podcast. Wow, has it really been that long already? Crazy, yep. it's been that long. Yeah, I was thinking you didn't start the podcast until April because I thought I was part of the community already, and I would have been like the last week of March. I, I recorded I saw... the podcast before I posted it. Because that's how editing works. Yeah. What? Uh, no. I don't believe you. Yeah, yeah I, think I you do did remember watching your now. game against Gearbox, and that was neat. Kind of when we started playing Watchpock too. I uh, I'm gonna poop on Relocked a little bit here. He's never whenever he takes over a list, he's never beaten Gearbox. <laughs> that's actually correct. <laughs> it's also the only time I've played Gearbox. <laughs> yep. Somehow Gearbox has the luck of dodging when he's not playing his list. Yeah, looking at this up, maybe I'm wrong. It's actually April is when I posted the first episode. The reason I have it pegged in my brain to TTS2 is because TTS2 played over five weeks. It started the first week of March, 
and middle of April is when I dropped the first episode. So finishing out the end of March here before we move into April. Globicus and the Toxos and the non-convention sculpt of Surgeon Titanica and Scavenger Vans. At oh, so the nothing of March. happened in this month. Oh, yeah, uh-huh. Yeah, we can right. Oh boy. The super S tier broken monster Globicus was released. I mean, was it initially, and then he was, and then he wasn't, and then he was. And then he was. <laughs> yeah, as we started realizing all that he did, he became very broken. The worst part is, is when they spoiled like his solicit, we were looking at like his unwieldy and um the other one. Steady. Couldn't be thrown and slammed, I can't remember. Steady, yes, thank you. Yeah, so he had both the rules that were like, oh god, they can't be on the same side, right? Because that would just be the dumbest thing ever, and he would be insane. Yeah, and then they were. And then Bifurcate happened. I mean, Bifurcate wasn't too bad until we're like, so what happens if you're in a situation where you can't spawn Little Glob? Oh, he just comes out further away. Oh. Yeah, and then it broke the Discord. (laughs) That was Twisted, who actually... uh, Yeah, sorry about that, guys. God damn it, Twisted! (laughs) I'm sorry. I came in from 1.0. I'm like, so this is an alpha ability in 1.0. If something like that happened, you were just hosed. Is that the case here? And then shit got all hell broke loose. Honestly, it wasn't too bad when they, you know, explained Glob. The issue is when we realized it applied to Tharsis. Well, and that didn't happen until April, actually. Yeah, yeah, that that was was like that was a couple weeks after. That was, I think, two weeks after we got the glob rule. I will say, March releases. Toxes are a hilarious tech piece. You know, you just send them around the board and hide them in a corner, and the next thing you, your opponent knows, they're taking extra damage because they went into two buildings and a toxo. I was going to say, like, you probably run at least one. Maybe not great, but you probably run at least one. They're a lot easier to hide than a Psyul. Definitely got the better end of the stick. In March, yeah. I think it's the most lopsided release that we've had. Like, by degree. I wasn't that big a fan of the convention Titanicus, so I was really looking forward to seeing her sculpt. And after it came out, I was like, "Damn, the convention one's better." I will say, I think that scav vans are people were a little bit more down on them. Like, obviously, I'm never gonna take more than one, but I use one as a tech piece lately. It's I mean, it's kind of a weird flex slot, but I think it comes up more than people originally thought it would. I definitely had a moment where I was like, man, I wish I had a scavenger van so I could repair this in one turn in my last tournament game. I'm thinking about it. Coming back in uh, now that we know protectors are getting Ignite access. That's what I was getting ready to say. (laughs) Yeah, they're definitely good now. It could actually come up. Oh my god. Uh, Right now. I'll just uh, buy one off Jeff. If they have the pieces out on the field already, they could, uh, what is it? Repair, ignite, scav van, ignite again? Or is scav vans use repair, don't they? No, they extinguish. It's different. Okay, there we go. No attacks, two damage monster, or on units. Six dice, not counting spawns. True. Which but is the other four dice. Two HP. That's a ten die turn. Yeah, yeah. It is. Ten dice for two damage on a monster, which, yeah. you know. You need a statue, though. You'd have to have a statue. Oh, yes, you would have to have a statue, but if the enemy monster is at 2 HP, that, I would argue, is generally worth it. 
I would say the the better uh, explanation there is, I mean, I guess you could still have a repair truck, but sometimes you'll have it out because people don't kill them very often because they don't really do anything. Is that if a monster is exactly one on a unit turn, like you can spawn uh, the scav van and the fire kami and still kill the opponent because even if it takes six dice, with six dice you're not doing one damage to a monster with protectors very easily. Yeah, I guess that's fair. Lack of yeah. Pain. Yeah, I mean it's not like the story. What two chompers, a hellion, and a destructmite in, and that's like three whites for the attack. And as long as one of those is on the field already, three for spawns. I've been having luck with the uh, assault ape elite, assault ape, and shadow rider combo. That that seems to put damage on monsters pretty effectively. Yeah, yeah but that requires running elites, and I don't do that. It it does. I think cast fixes that problem a little bit because like yeah, those are fine anyway, and. Yeah, I'm just being two boost is is enough. You guys are getting ahead of ourselves a bit. That'll be towards <laughs> the end here, where it says looking forward. Fair enough. So mid-April, tabletop simulator tournament three started. Yeah, it was That's the first one I was in. Yeah, I played in that one too. I played in that one. That was my first tournament as well, I believe. I got my face kicked in in that one. I did shockingly well. I was running Kuthcrush Rogzer, and I think I went. Th- Three two, so I'd say I I did shockingly well too. I was running Magna Raiden and went one and four. Oh, I got this beat. I went two three with Titanica. You did. Yeah. That's I right. I think one of those two wins. Jeremy definitely wins on that bragging rights there. That was the event I won. It was in late April. Leviathron, Blastacutter, and Galamaxis with the Megaton mashup box were all supposed to be released. So those models were made legal for TTS-3 because we had their rules. Uh, not all of them. That's uh, right. Nick messed up on Galamaxis. Yeah. And Marin played Incinerous Titanica in protest because <laughs> Marin is the best. <laughs> yep. <laughs> How did he do in that? I don't remember. Uh, okay. two, three. There's a reason everyone hates Titanica. Yeah, we know. Or 1-4. I can't remember which. I could pull it up, I guess. No. In, nah, in TTS three, Marin was playing Magna Titanica because no, that's incinerate. when our five hour game happened. Oh dear God! No, it was Suspectum played Magna Titanica. Marin played instead. Oh, yeah. sorry, I get them mixed up, especially when they run similar things. Understandable. I'm sorry, guys. I heard X Titanica coming from one of you, and I'm like, oh wait, I played that. <laughs> I didn't realize you were both running Titanica in that same event. How if it makes you feel any better. In that event. I keep thinking Vicarious and Suspectum are the same person. <laughs> yeah, not even close. Oh, no. <laughs> right? I've met both of them in the same room. And my brain's just like, no, they're the same person. Don't worry about it. That's not even a Batman Bruce Wayne situation there. I've been in the same room with both of them. You know, that TTS was actually the first time I played against anyone other than myself on TTS. And it was into freaking Mung Mung. Oof. There was yeah. actually only three Titanicas that event. It just felt like a ton because that's infinitely more Titanicas than should be in an event. Yeah, it's about I three more than the data. Literally all the Titanicas. <laughs> Alright, so moving on through uh, May and on into the beginning of June, right? Privateer Press ran their Quarantine with War Machine sale. 
Lots of people bought in on physical models they still can't use. I'm still working on painting some of those. So when yeah. you say quarantine with War Machine, are you talking the stay in paint sale? Yes. Yeah. Stay on okay. paint. God, I abused that discount. Oh, yes. Many it's of us stacked have... with other things. So I had some of the, uh, like, we miss you things that were like 25% off. And then I stacked it with those, which were another 20%. Oh, it was beautiful. Some dude. <laughs> yeah, no, I, my friend and I, uh, that I play with normally pre COVID, went and bought the, uh, two copies, one each of Megaton and Smashville, and paid about what you would pay for one of each. So we basically did buy one, get one free. It was ridiculous. Beautiful. I probably did the same kind of thing, honestly, because in mid-June, late June, they actually finally released Smashville and Megaton Mashup, and I bought a lot of stuff with that. Yeah, I bought a couple buildings during that time, too. And I bought Glob and some other stuff, you know, like you do. Smashville is something we should probably talk about. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Well, because specifically the construction yard and the assets. I really haven't used them much, and I really should. Oh, they're fantastic. I know. I know they are. I've had games where people, you know, secured the con yard and spawned something, and, like, it was so fun. They spawned the, uh... I used that crane. Yeah, they spawned the defensive turret, and we just spent the whole game just blasting the crap out of each other. It was so fun. Uh, I have not been impressed by the conyard. Me neither. And I, I think it, it extra suffered from the media being released like directly on its heels. If it had been released that... in the original time period, right? With like, because it was supposed to be like early May and didn't release until like late June, I feel like. That's um, accurate. I mean, if it had actually come out like early May, we would have seen a ton of like sweet conyard plays, but then it dropped in like late June. Uh, which was like in the middle of a TTS event, and then the media company dropped before it was ever legal in a TTS event. So like a media counter. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, like I said, I've played with it, and it was a lot of fun. But in actual tournaments, I've never really even brought it. Like right now, I'm bringing it in the uh, give a get in, but that's not a real tournament, as we keep saying. <laughs> I I bring it, and I like to use um. One number one, the security bunkers are fantastic because you can drop one out without having to push spawn. Um, now the you know, media company does kind of crap on that a little bit, but and then late game, I've used it for uh retrofit. Um, just the last tournament game I played, I was able to retrofit a Shadow Sun building into my back line. I didn't need Mount Terra anymore. But I needed a Shadow Sun building, so I was able to take the Con Yard, retrofit a Shadow Sun building, and get into um, Genghis's backline, and absolutely just send two Berserkers through and just absolutely depower him on his own line, which he he didn't see coming because I didn't have a Shadow Sun building. The only time I've had it on my side of the field in a TTS is the most recent one in my game against Centipede, where he used it as a junk building. We were on yeah. Carnage Corners, and he dumped it on the. Uh middle green spot on my side of the map and i was just like okay that's a pretty easy secure spot i don't know why you're dumping something like the con yard there right i didn't secure it and it got destroyed in the first monster turns but it was still (laughs) it was surprising it's absolutely one of my favorite pieces i i put it in my back line every time mung mung used it to great effect against me once did he did he do the trick i taught him 
I don't know. What was the trick you taught him? To set up security bunkers as screens because they're depth seven buildings that don't get yeah. power dice back. <laughs> That's uh-huh. actually a pretty funny trick. I don't think he did. Relox, I feel like there's a reason that uh, you are one of the least fun people to lose to. You can also use it hey, I had a lot of fun use your Shadow Sun building and then retrofit your Shadow Sun building away so that your opponent can't come through again. I hadn't thought of that. That is actually pretty damn funny. I mean, yeah. there are... Um, Gnarly does not like playing against Relocked at all. <laughs> I can't imagine Which says why. a lot. Gee, I can't imagine why either. <laughs> I feel like I'm getting roasted here. What did you expect to happen? I mean... You bullied us first, man. You hey, are the supervillain of Lothrock. I had a lot of fun losing to you, but you challenged me in the last tournament. We hadn't played yet. I needed to correct that. Yeah, I mean, fair. But there's a reason we hadn't played, and it's because I'm not at your level. So the summertime is the period where I stepped away from the game for a bit. So Tabletop Simulated Tournament 4 started at the very end of May. Uh, that was the start of the Reign of Glob, where people actually started to figure out like how he worked. And- yeah. That's still my best event. I went three and two, three and two that event. Should have been four and one. Yeah, this is the event. I went one and four, and I feel like I should have gone like three two. That was the event I played protectors, because the guy I play with locally plays protectors, and I was like, if I'm gonna help him, I should probably have some experience with his actual units, because the two don't play the same. That was the event I got most uh, improved player with the least amount of changes to my list. And that I changed exactly one model and then gained 15 standing places. Wow. So in that event, I missed a, I think, 89 into the final form of Glob on Teradax with, you know, uh, Rapid Fire and Penetrator. Used the reroll and missed again. Both times missed by one H or one defense. With the reroll, my aggregate percentage according to monpoc.net was like a 99.96 it was brutal fun but brutal yeah this was the start of your dice being the true villains of monpoc honestly i would say the start of that was my game against whiskey and tts3 i missed like a 90 on a unit on my first monster turn and if i hadn't missed that i'd have been able to put him into a double if it makes you feel any better, my last two TTS tournaments have both been plagued by absolute terrible dice, where it's like, okay, I have a 80 to 90% chance to hit here, and then I miss, and then I proceed to lose the game. Yes, I'm my best to spread this around. It, last it's tournament like was brutal for everyone, I think. Relock, you front me now, so it's coming. Damn it. <laughs> All right, I'm, I'm just writing down my list of people to challenge after this event's over. Congratulations, guys. Bully me. Hey, you already hide in the corner. <laughs> I don't have to worry for a while. <laughs> so midway through TTS4, the other buildings dropped. The Rocket Gantry, the Media Company, and the Cathedral. Oh, Media. I'm about to make the most controversial hot take of this entire podcast right here. Do it. Uh-oh. The Before Media didn't change the meta. It just brought everyone else to playing what the top players were already doing, which was not securing buildings. I mean, yes, kind of. I think you're building all the dang time. What are you talking about? So I remember leading up to this, we were all really concerned about the rocket gantry. Yep. Yes. Because we didn't know exactly (laughs) what it would do. 
and we thought it we were afraid it could really be broken and we were really happy with where it came out personally i still really like the cathedral it just doesn't matter until the 1v1 so it's kind of you have to put it off on the side in a green spot where it's just not going to get touched and then it's in an inconvenient spot for the 1v1 so yeah kind of sucks for the cathedral uh, so I'm going to kind of piggyback on Jeremy because I think he kind of touched on something here that is just kind of true of this whole year. I don't think there were any like big meta shakeups other than like which monsters were getting picked and like which units were best at the roles. Uh, this year was just kind of like a crystallization of what the meta actually looks like. And the media really solidified that junk building list as the correct uh, building list. Yeah, I would agree with that. It made it just made that junk building junk junk build so strong. I know. Uh, one time I played into Boxy. I brought you know my normal building layout, and he brought a bunch of junk. And I think he secured one building the whole game. And even then, it was I think one turn near the end of the game, and I was left sitting there at the end of the building draft saying, "Okay, well, I have to give him." this really good building or that really good building or this other really good building, which one do I want to do? And of course the answer is none of them, but yeah, middle finger, you can't do that choice. That That's what makes junk so strong is that the counter for it is to also be playing junk. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, 100%. Definitely. Although the only reason I stopped securing as many buildings and I've had the very aggressive unit game that I've been doing recently is... Honestly, I had Zaxor, and then I had Kuthgrosh and Mega Ma Mecha Maxim. And in both cases, you know, one gives Chompers high mobility, which is fantastic. And the other, I want units forward so that I can actually berserk or blitz them or telekinesis them and, of course, summon them. I think uh, the addition of the berserkers and also sort of the crystallization of the turn one cross. With Kraken Glob Condo, the like the the early demolition, yeah, also really helped push it to be a like power generation coming primarily from units. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think that the fighting is a response to a having units that are good enough, and b having these really big bad disruptive monsters, and everyone knowing how to do that now. Right. Yeah, yeah. Oh. This this summer in general was just like a multitude of factors of pushing people away from power bases. Are you going to take any credit here, Relocked? Uh, nope. No? The fact that I didn't play in the summer probably explains why I keep trying to have a power base. Yeah, that could be. Uh, have you read Relocked's dissertation on going second? <laughs> we had an episode about it, actually. I lived the it. Manifesto. Uh, okay. It's, it's a good read. I strongly recommend reading it. Uh-huh. As much as I hate giving Boxy credit for anything, uh, I will say that Boxy did kind of Maybe not necessarily like pioneer it, but Boxy playing Kondo with like Assault Apes uh, really kind of showed a lot of people the way that you can just like fight, not care about anything else on unit turns. Oh, I 100% yeah. learned it from Nick. Like that, that isn't a doubt. There you go, Nick. We're giving you credit for something. Hesitantly. Grudgingly, but we are. My list here says July heading into August is when we were supposed to get the Draken Armada, but that got delayed a month and we didn't even get rules until the day the models dropped. Sad dragon noises. It, it, this was the release Badlands. 
Yeah. Yes. Yeah, we didn't get rules from Privateer. We got them from someone saying, hey, I picked them up at my local game store. I'm like, great, send us photos of the cards. Yeah, we corgi? were so desperate for information. Yeah. I don't I know don't who it was. It was, it was on corgi. Facebook. Yeah, I'm trying to remember. I thought Facebook. it was either um, Corgi or Frothy. I thought it was just a uh, rando on Facebook who said... I thought it was a Facebook rando. Ran- oh. Rando, wow. Well, I don't know. At that at that point, Corgi may have been a rando. I don't remember when he started hanging out. To be fair, fair, I don't enough. really remember either. And when I say rando, I just mean some random person who's not part of the Discord. Corgi started... He had been around for a while. He had been uh, a lot less vocal on Discord, so we probably didn't know who he was. <laughs> That is true. That is definitely true. He has become very vocal lately. So looking at my list here, the TTS team event, along with the first TTS Invitational, both started in mid-July. Team Nelson yeah. Berserkers. Woo, woo. Looking at it, the only change between the Invitational and TTS 4 was the Rocky Gantry Media Company and Cathedral. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 Pretty much. Jeremy ran that event. Uh, Nick, Mimi, and I won it. It was a pretty good event. I would like to point mm, out I skipped that, that event. Uh, if it ever comes to it, like at conventions or something, uh, Team Unified Construction for Monpok is a surprisingly fun format, even though it seems like it's not going to be that different. Now, that's a bunch of words in a pile. <laughs> Can you describe what the heck Team Unified List Construction means yes because i'm pretty sure i'm the one who invented that term when it comes to monpock um so what it is is teams of three people and you cannot use the same monster or unit between different lists um you can use multiples of them in one list but for instance scorchers could not be in two different lists sure couldn't be oh that's wacky yeah remember that and i remember reading those rules and being like this sounds intriguing, but I think I'll sit this one out and see how it goes first. Yeah, I took a break there because I was just getting a little burnout. There was that too, and at the time I was also studying for a uh, Amazon interview, but eh, doesn't matter. Didn't get it. Uh, Nick, Mimi, and I broke that immediately when we were like, "Hey, do uh, do elites count as the same as grunts?" <laughs> really? What was the uh, answer? The answer was they well, do obviously not. they're different. So fair enough. One person did have to pay two for their Scorcher. I sure did. Yeah, I'm fine. fine. But that was before the Ignite change where they had to spend two on it, so... I think it's still worth four damage. Or four I would dice. still do it. Yep. I would too, honestly. Four dice for a damage on a monster during a unit turn? Sounds good. Uh, as we have frequently said now, which kind of ties into the last month uh, thing here, any action worth spending two one on is worth spending two on. Pretty much. Mm-hmm. That is actually a good point of something that did happen in the this time period that isn't on our outline, is that this is when the last errata dropped. Uh, it dropped after TTS. Yeah, the, that the dropped around the beginning of TTS 5, which is the next block here. Sure, but it was, it was in August, so it was yeah. right around this area. Uh, the Invitational yeah, okay. happened, a bunch of games were streamed, Tech and I yep. both played in it. Tech and I uh-huh. actually played against each other in it too for our first game. That's true. Uh, as I recall, you uh, you pasted me. Well, <laughs> you missed your first attack on Glob, and the game was kind of over from there. I Oof. mean, Relock tends to paste people. Yeah, That's, yeah. I mean, mi- missing an eighty percent on my first monster turn 
never, never great for yeah, winning what's games. What's that all about, Tech? We, you and I hadn't played at that point. You shouldn't have had that luck. Yeah. Still not going to run a guard base. <laughs> I was going to say, I, you could have I fixed took it. mine out. I own two of them. I run a lot of exo armors. In TTS4, I ran them, but that's because if you're running protectors, guard base, SSI, Mount Terror, you can take a 13 die unit turn. Yeah, that, that tracks. I've done that. I still don't run it on protectors. <laughs> still don't run it. I enjoyed it in TTS4. I don't know if I were to play protectors right now if I would run it, but yeah, it was good back then. I mean, even I've dropped down to one, so. I only play destroyers from this point. Because uh, the team invent was the first time I brought out my uh, Glob Mecha Maximalis, and that has been my jam since. Because he is a terrible, terrible monster. No, it's because I need to play Mecha Maxim because he's sweet, and Glob means I don't have to think. It's great. Join the dark side. We established on episode one of this show that Mecha Max is at least a sweet sculpt, regardless of rules. Oh, he he's is. an incredible model, too. He's an far incredible model go, and but... incredible rules. But, oh god, he makes you feel so dumb. Yeah, try running him with Kuthrush. I ran him with six no. Zags. Don't talk to me. I, I just ran I him with Kuthrush. No, Kuthrush Mechamaxim is like the most brainlisting uh, pairing that exists in the game currently. It is, I, I don't know how you had the mental fortitude to make it through five rounds with that. I don't. I think had a lot hard. of experience with Kuthrush already. That's probably the only way I had it too. I have a ton of Mecha Maxim experience at this point, and I still wouldn't do that. I'm like, no, I can't add more complicated to this. I, I am too smooth brain. I need to play Mecha Maxim without Kuthgrush, but right now I do think Kuthgrush is more mentally taxing than Mecha Maxim. That's probably true. Or at least it has an even chance of being true. I think Maxim punishes you harder for misplays. That 10 health. It's just, he's, he feels so fragile, like the second you let him get caught out. Yeah, but at least he's def 9. Kuthgrush is 8 in both forms. I don't think I have ever had a, an attack miss that rolled an 8 on Mecha Maxim. Had them roll like 6s and 7s to miss, but I don't think I've ever seen an 8. Yeah, like I said. I've definitely missed Mecha Max with 8s. So moving on into August. Near the end of August, we finally got the Draken Armada. Rastaban, the Fusiliers and Warders, and the Corsairs and Berserker all finally dropped. Hooray! Hey, Berserker. Just in time for TTS 5 to start. It was Best so fun unit? to see. And so fun to play against. Held off on TTS 5 starting because we knew those rumors were coming. Yeah, we yeah. actually did push it back a week. We pushed it back in time for those models to drop so that we could get their rules. And the day after the rules were already in the wild, Privateer finally dropped the Insider that also included the rules for Zibanos and the Bastion Lander. Yep. TTS 5, we got also played them. So TTS 5, we had all of the Draken Armada uh, models that currently exist in the wild as legal to play for that event. Uh, I think, like Tech mentioned earlier, uh, this is also where the Errata dropped, and I think that is a bigger deal than anything else that happened in that month. The Errata yeah, was probably. a pretty big deal. I mean, it got rid of the... Uh sequential damage that we were all confused by which was fantastic sequential damage got fixed ignite got moved up to two action dice uh we got the, the change on how disrupt functions with dice and play right combo strike buff combo strike buff i don't think that has had an effect on the meta 
It hasn't so, yet. So more, more, than, more than the specifics of what changed, it was the fact that this is when the door opened to card abilities changing. Yeah. It, like, this was the turning point where we're finally going to be seeing dynamic updates. That's not yeah. true. Ignite changed. No, he's talking about when it changed from the Scorchers onto Incinerous, because original yeah. Ignite on the Scorchers didn't affect monsters. It only removed units without flight. Um, yeah, that is um, true. From the tile. Yeah, that that did happen, but it was still like the like company line was that cards won't be changing. That's true. I, yeah, they yeah, this was a that. this was a big deal. Like, and, and not just in terms of like the things that it cleaned up, but text right. Like, this was the first time we'd seen them actively like adjust for power level. And yeah. I did not. I for one, I don't know if anybody else saw it. I did not see the ignite change coming. I, I didn't see that happening. But I didn't expect that either. I didn't really see any of it coming. You know, the cleanup for rules like Rogs with high impact, which was already faction limited, but they just made it a little more uh, a little more natural English explicit. And they did that with a lot of uh, monsters. Not to throw shade here, but at that point, we weren't sure we saw an errata coming anymore at all. Yeah. Hey, I thought there would be an errata. We thought there would be an errata three months before it finally happened. It was supposed to be like three months before it finally happened, but hey, we got it eventually. I did get it. Sometime around then, someone did a uh, funny little gif or jif, however you want to pronounce it, of uh, up until then, we were always just hearing the errata is coming soon. And so someone took soon and just had it moving around saying soon intensifies. Soon, soon trademark came out, yeah. Yeah, that too. Soon trademark absolutely came out then. Um, I mean, the other thing to, to mention here that was really nice to see was uh, Privateer Press approached uh, the community directly to ask about rules questions, uh, and those were all addressed in that errata. So, like, yes, they did. So they addressed community concerns. Like, this, that, this was, like, a, a real high point for the game, I think. I agree. Yeah, definitely. I think it was. Definitely where we started to feel like a real IP instead of just kind of like the afterthought. Yeah. Yeah, War Machine's Little Brother or something like that. We were able to make a rules document list that they actually went through and addressed things point by point. It was great. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. This was also the time frame in which which Facebook Hell Week happened. Oh, God. That is true. And was it ever. (laughs) What is it? The uh, Four Harbingers of Monster Apocalypse? Or horsemen. Yeah, that's that is right. where the horsemen came from. <laughs> yeah. We came back from my summertime depressive episode and threw myself back into this. Yeah, we came back at a wild time. Yeah, it was yeah. a it was a trip, I'll tell you what. I mean we were feeling frustrated because like we mentioned a few minutes ago, we were feeling like we were a forgotten third child type thing. And this addressed all of our concerns, and it was fantastic. And thank you so much, Privateer Press, Oz, Faye, Debs in general, for that. Yeah, you you came back at like a really weird time because you that was definitely like I think the most negative I've seen the community was right in that period, right when Facebook Hell Week happened, uh, and then like right up to the, like the most elated I've seen the community when the errata actually dropped. Like everyone was incredibly happy. Mm. It was cathartic. Yeah, I think it was kind of the 
the release of all that pent-up frustration from the fact that we weren't getting anything and we were bitching about it constantly on the Discord and nothing was happening. A lot. <laughs> like, it was happening a lot. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was It was very Doom Cycle. Well, and... But we're in a better place now, yay? Yeah, we are. Yes. So, moving out of the end of October, we got rules ahead of time for Voyaka, the uh, WW82s, and the LTA fighters and gunship, at least, to play into Tabletop Simulator 6. Uh, no, they dropped after 6. Oh, did they yeah. drop after? Yeah, they dropped after 6. They did. We got too uh, used to getting rules actually ahead of time. Well, I think we did get them ahead of time, but didn't TTS 6 start a little earlier? TTS 6 started the like Thursday before Halloween. There was talk okay. about delaying it in case we got those spoilers. That's but right. They didn't that's materialize. Yeah. yeah, we we had talked about it. It was supposed to be a Monpoc Monday, right? And it didn't happen in time. Yeah, we we also pointed out that like if we delayed them, uh, the event was going to be running into Christmas or the holiday season, right. and everyone was like, "That seems terrible." So we put we ran that event a little bit earlier, with the idea of running the next event a little bit later. Yeah. So the TTS six meta then held on to where TTS-5 was at. Something that we didn't really bring up that got rolled into the whole errata there is the Draken Berserker. <laughs> oh boy. Ah, it gave Protectors a Unicam. It was about time. Favorite model. Yeah. It, fantastic to play against. I love sending my chompers in to eat it. So much better than the Destroyers one that gives them a red die as well. <laughs> hey man, hidden tech UFOs. Yeah, I know. We brought the saucer back. Tell you what, give me abduct on a protector model and we'll talk. I mean, yeah, it'll probably make a comeback at that point. I mean, it should be on a protector at some point, but I'm not sure what faction it could go on yet. Uh, Plants. Shadow Sun, probably. We're still making jokes about it being on plants. I was going to say Green Fury. If they're... Yeah, if they're they like radical and I love the idea of it just being yanking them out to a black site. That's amazing. Yeah, Green Fury would be great. 1.0, Martians and Tritons were opposite, but it just doesn't feel right to put it on a Triton unit. Oh, I mean, if natural back down. to the sea, then, you know, that yeah. could work. Yeah. Uh, we're going to talk about 1.0. In 1.0, Teradax and Hyper gave it to all your units. Yeah. Oh Wait, my god. He gave abduct or he I gave toe? He had toe, but in in hyper he gave abduct. Oh wow. Okay. It's been a yeah, while since I, guess, I looked at I guess the there is that, like pterodactyls would like fly you away. <laughs> yeah, basically. That's and hilarious. I guess yeah, that would have worked if they wanted to add it to Teradax. Just you know, they swoop down, grab you, drag you up to the top, and just drop you in the to get rid of you. Alright. So the TTS six meta didn't change at all from the TTS-5 meta beyond having had the chance to test out fresh models already. And learning that Rastaban wasn't as good as I thought it was going to be. Yeah, a lot of people learned that lesson the third way. Through November here into the beginning of December, we've gotten a whole bunch of stuff that we haven't really gotten the chance to break into yet. That's why it's all over the get-in list. Yeah, we cleared the production... Uh, delay sort of wasteland that was the summer, and now we're just getting releases hot and heavy to make it like to make up for lost time. Yeah, it's probably gonna make uh, February feel kind of bad since we're not getting anything there. 
but that's kind of a looking Give us forward. a nice chance to test everything, though. That's what I was going to say. Before yeah. the rule book drops. I'm getting ahead. I'm getting ahead. November dropped the entirety of the Zerkalo block. Yeah. We got Voyaka 099, the Warwalkers and Propa Walker, the LTA Fighters and Gunship, Comcore 001, the Reclamation Center, Zavod 076, the Spars, and the Verota Walkers. One sec, I want to pull up the gunship real quick. Well, while you're doing that... I don't want that... to hear about Nick's fucking rant. <laughs> I would just oh. like to say, lore-wise, I love that uh, they've, the Zerkalo have been on so many worlds that they've just decided a slower spider-like movement that can go over anything is better. And that's why we have the War Walkers and the Propo Walkers. Yeah. I really, really like the gunship. I just wish it was slightly less expensive. Propo Walkers and Reclamation Facility are awesome. Reclamation Facilities are huge upgrades to every list, and the Prop yeah, Walker is a huge upgrade to the Destroyer unit game. Very happy with this release cycle for those things. Uh, Comcore, yeah. not so much. Yeah, but Boyaka and Zavid are both, like, fun, so... Destroyers finally got their Titanica. It's fine. Uh, we had it before. I think it's called Zaxor. Or Rogzor. Oh, I like him. Or Olgoth. <laughs> or Olgoth. <laughs> I say Olgoth before those other two, thank you. Yeah, or Yasha. Neither, none of those are on Titanica tier, though. That is true. They're they're not not good. I mean, we had like, what, S, A, B, C, D is where all of those were, and then we actually had Titanic on our own tier. And now we finally have Comcore, who's right there with her. (laughs) Yeah, seriously. (laughs) Although, with the errata, she's moved up to be with the, what, what is it, Olgoth and Hondo? Oh, Raiden. Don't forget Raiden. I couldn't remember who it was from the protector side. Raiden is like getting a lot of extra uh, crap that I don't think he deserves. Like hit and run on shadow r- shadow riders is legit. Yeah, I I think a it lot is. of the crap that Raiden gets is because no one has touched Raiden in over a year. Like Probably. he's not as bad as you remember. Not I since played the him shadow, with shadow riders, riders, basically. Uh, a Hellion with sprint is a unit I would play in every list all the time, forever. Yeah, I mean that's fair. I Those Shadow too. Riders have a higher defense than the Hellions? Yep, yes. but they don't have flight, so, you know, upgrades. And, oh. and they have one They don't have movement. high mobility either. Which is weird, because it's a hover motorcycle. Don't even get me started on that. It doesn't, it doesn't hover. Yeah, I know. Don't get any of us started on it. We'll it, just yeah, no. complain. We've all said it before. It's, it's fine. just going to end fine. badly. All right. The facility was amazing. So... The rec facility Recability. has brought a new dimension. Oh, God, yeah. Uh, Relocked, I know I told <laughs> you beforehand, my strategy was not going to win, but just turn one, taking Rogzor an exterminatrix and blowing up an apartment and then eating the exterminatrix to get six reds. So fun. Oh, I mean, I, I use the rec facility all the time. Uh, yeah, I honestly, I didn't, unit. I didn't need to eat the exterminatrix. I just did it to have six reds. I, I forgot to eat your exterminatrix that one turn, too. I was realizing it after. Like, I could have had a much more efficient turn. Which is oh, unfortunate. Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember leaving a wreck facility up while my exterminatrix was in range. Oh, that's right. You shot at that turn. Okay, I feel less bad about my play now. Yep, there you go. <laughs> that was the turn. I put the uh, exterminatrix and scorcher into it and just boom. I feel much less bit bad about my play. I was, like, kicking myself. I was like, man, I could have just, like, chompered the hellion 
just like wreck facility the exterminatrix and life would have been easy yeah i think by the time you spawned a chomper the uh field only had one wreck facility and it was the only building i'd secured all game uh that sounds right uh no because like when i i spawned my first chomper to eat rogs or and that was like turn two or three yeah i guess that's true didn't you no, it would have been uh, Voyoka, because Rogzor remained until the end. No, Rogzor died immediately. Voyoka was the last monster left. Right, I'm thinking Marin. <laughs> Against you, Rogzor died pretty quick. Yeah, I got that, that super slick uh, single to double that nobody understood what I was doing until I did it. Uh, we just hadn't noticed the line before. And hey, story of Monpok. Like I said, super slick. I'm not noticing a line. Should we bring up uh, Garrett's not noticing a line? Oh... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I mean, Wait, is there anybody can. in here that was watching that game with me? Yeah, uh, probably not. Garrett's games happen too late for me. <laughs> I I, I was there to it, see that I line. So many games I don't remember anymore. Immediately afterwards, I was like, ah, I need to go to bed. I will say, I love Watchpock. It is definitely uh, one of my favorite ways to interact with the game. So speaking of Watchpock, we're rolling into December here. So Givageddon has finally gotten started. I yeah. believe the first couple games of that have gone up over the last night or three. Yep, me and Twisted played they last have. night. Yep, I yep. play tomorrow. I'm playing Monday night against Mike Vicarious Ireland. Should I'm not playing you. until after next week. So probably the next TTS. So you're the reason we don't have parents yet. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. I was that's about still to say that I'm the only one in the, you're like not in this event, but yeah, uh, Solomar isn't either. Yeah got other more you're, important you're things TO. happening. We'll text the TO also and he's playing. Yep, well that was your choice. So going into Give a Geddon, we've gotten the rules so far for Gaussimal, the Draken Stalkers and Mystic, along with the new models for the Masters of the Eighth Dimension and the Legion of Mutates. So we've got a whole bunch of new models that people are jamming in in this charity event. Yeah, protectors have wild. flying chompers, and I'm jealous. Stalkers are freaking amazing. Yeah, they are. Stalkers are great. Gossamol's great. Cassandra's great. Bashers are pretty good. Yeah, uh, preceptors Laster. good. Yeah, preceptors great. Preceptors facilitators great, yeah. good. I I like having the facilitators attack piece. It worked well against uh, relocked. Yeah, I'm super stoked for the uh, new starters. I am certain that the oh uh, my god the B is going to be very mediocre at best. But uh, still going to get one. I'm still yeah. buying the starter just to get um, Huracanus in the, the units. So to actually put out this information instead of just catching people talking about it, come March, they've announced that we will be getting two new starter sets. One for destroyers, one for protectors. The new starter sets will be elemental champions on the protectors side with... Hurricaneus, Fire Commies, and an Air Avatar. And on the Destroyer side, we'll have Dynastivus, Dire Ants, and a Spyfly. Boxes are going to come with a set of debris tiles, a set of dice, an updated rulebook, which will have lots of updated stuff and is supposed to also be dropping with the newest errata come March. And it will be coming with two new maps on a double-sided paper mat of... Riverside Rampage and Downtown Beatdown. Yeah, looking forward to seeing what those are like, too. Oh, we forgot that release during this year, too. Uh, Obliteration oh, yeah. Boulevard dropped this year. So the problem with Obliteration Boulevard 
is there that... is no problem with Obliteration Boulevard. No, it officially dropped this year. We knew about it long before that, though. Yeah, the problem was that we had the information for it, that we played with it in TTS 3, but it didn't physically drop until after TTS 5 had started. Yeah, that thing got delayed a long time. A long time. To the point where I couldn't pin down where in here that map dropped. Because we were playing with it on TTS by March. Yeah, it was legal for TTS 3. Carnage dropped uh, in, like, October of the previous year. Oh, okay. I, I couldn't remember. I thought it was before that. I thought it was in the summer. Uh, I'm reasonably certain it, it it dropped in the fall because uh, people were still buying it shortly after it had dropped when I attended my first in-person tournament. I must have picked it up right when it released, then. Probably, I think yeah. we did, yeah. I just assumed anything that I, like, ordered uh, in the fall through summer was new because uh we we had only really started playing in march and didn't really do anything with it until the summer of 2019 so i just assumed y'all were were miles ahead of me before then yeah we weren't no not really i mean i was like two steps behind jeff when he bought carnage corners so yeah and i didn't i didn't really buy in the maps because the store had them all and i'm like well why am i buying this if i can just go go here and play anyway so I remember that I bought Carnage Corners for the guy I play with uh, for Christmas last year. So it had to have been in 2019. And it was fairly new then because I couldn't get it in January or February. I'm pretty sure it dropped at the end of October and was available in November. Yeah, something like that. You had to play. Uh, But to to bring it back to kind of on topic, uh, we were talking about looking forward. And I think Tech said it in a Discord chat at some point. But this really feels like monpoc 2.0 now like we we got yeah all the old stuff and now we're entering a new era right yeah it it does uh i'm looking forward to the master mutates or not master mutates the uh ec informed starters just because uh yes the models both sound like they probably don't have a lot of rules but that's what you expect from a starter you're trying to get new people used to the game you don't want to overload them they still sound fun to me if Di- Dynabastus is as good as Gorgodra it what or is, probably be fine. Yeah. I yeah, hope that on the same level of is Gorg is pretty solid. Uh, like Hopefully, I think uh, low to mid She's a lot stronger eight? than Defender X. Defender X is okay. He's just boring. They refer to her as being like Master of the Skies, and I do kind of wonder if she will strip flight from your opponents. Because uh, that Hurricanus? Yeah, Hurricanius. Yeah, okay. On that note, looking forward, I'm really curious about the whole Masters just faces, because that's the only clue we've gotten for one of those. Uh, yeah, how, how weird are the Masters of the Eighth Dimension? Magistrate. Magistrate. <laughs> right? I really do want it to just be like an orb of faces. Yeah. Judgmental kinda, faces. Kind of like the, the um oh, what was the thing called in the Transformers movie? So they're um, gonna have your face all over them relocked? Look, nobody knows how judgy my face is here. These people have <laughs> people don't see my expressions. I do. I've seen your expressions. I've I've seen it once yeah, on video. Yeah. Yeah, you're on camera that one time. Judge was that. a unit, wasn't it? Juror is the unit. Okay. But yeah. Pretty excited for uh the upcoming releases with like 
the Legion of Mutates and uh, Masters and then the stuff going forward. Uh, at least yeah. the ones we have rules for look really, really good. So if we maintain quality like that, it looks like this coming year is going to be awesome. I mean, yes, so like, does. if you look at last year, right, we, we got a bunch of really killer releases around this time uh, then too. So Yeah, Nova. Uh, Don't tell me that. <laughs> oh, okay. But like, that just seems to kind of be the trend. Like the winter months or the Monpok months is when we get all the sweet stuff. It really does seem yeah. like that, yeah. That seems fair. That uh, why couldn't you be coming up now? So yeah, that's uh, 2020. May it just... rest in peace. But yeah, for it... final thoughts on the whole thing, like really this year was just a crystallization of the meta, right? Like, I, yeah. Nothing really changed in big ways. Like there were no gameplay shifts. It was just people getting used to the game we actually had. I think 2021 will bring that with Cassander, Gossamol, and uh, like the Hippos. It's really going to start changing my lists anyway. I'm going to start actually customizing to whatever monster I'm bringing. Right now, I'm just kind of bringing whatever units, you know, it doesn't really change. My buildings don't change, my units don't change, just the monsters change. Yeah, yep. I hear that. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to start hitting that critical mass where every list is going to want different things. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think and that's I think that's great for the game. I agree. Yeah, bigger stable of everything just so there are options that you can take. It's not always the same 12 buildings with the same 20 units and you just swap out the monster or yep. 15 units, I guess, and swap out the monster in the last five. Like I mean, right now, I have, I can pack everything I need for a tournament in one bag. I don't have to try to change out anything because my list doesn't really change. So I'm looking forward to having to swap things out when I actually get to, you know, play in person. That's the that's the biggest thing I'm looking forward to in 2021. Is actually getting to play in person again. That's part of why I ran Voyoka Rogsor this tournament, just so I could finally run a gun line with things like a bunch of Scorchers and Exterminatrix, the uh, Spars, etc. I think looking back on it, the the one thing, especially these new releases, kind of has shown and cemented is that the game, like if pretty core level is like in a really good spot if just some like a couple releases can i don't know bring things up a lot like i think we've been saying that all year though like the, this yeah. game is good and really tightly balanced it's just because it's so tightly balanced the couple things that are like above and behind the curve really like stand out in glaring ways yeah and they feel like they're significantly above and behind even though i mean you can win with them. What was it? Corgi recently did three, two, four, one in uh, with Rogs or Glob. And right. Boxy might be taking the tournament with Hondo. No, Boxy lost. Oh, he lost. with Hondo. And like we were saying Boxy earlier, Hondo close to winning with Hondo. Yeah, when you're like when the bottom tier monsters are competitive, feels pretty good, excluding you, Titanica and Comcore. All right, so this has been. A roundtable recap on Midnight Mon Pod, the Monster Apocalypse podcast after hours. I've been Garrett. I've been Twisted. To Cactus. Salomar. And Brett. I'm Chaos. And I'm Jeremy. Thanks for stopping by, guys. Thank you. Have a good one. Later. Always a pleasure.